Hi, this is Rob Metz. I'm the founder and managing director of Armor Life Sciences, and you're listening to The Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to The Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, history, people, and food, and politics. My name is Pete, and I live in Lake Forest. We have a sponsor for the show today, NeuroNoodle. Get a doodle of your noodle. Now that we're starting to get back into live sports, your kids get a physical, right? Well, they should also get a brain map so they have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens. How are you going to know if your kids are going to get back on the field? It is Mental Health Awareness Month. Visit us at neuronoodle.com. Okay, full disclosure, guys. I'm on the caucus volunteer committee. I am an advocate of the caucus, and I'm trying to educate the community so we have more people volunteering to pitch in. I'm not a caucus or city government expert. I do my best to bring on experts to educate all of us. Heads up, we and our guests will make mistakes on the show. And I'm sure we'll make a few today, Rob, trust me. We will not edit our guest comments unless they ask us. We will post corrections in chat and welcome people to come on the show to correct us. Okay, one of the goals of the podcast is educate our listeners to the goings on in the Lake Forest area. And today we're joined by our neighbor to the north, Rob Metz, founder and managing director of Armor Life Sciences. Rob was also at the center of a controversy during the heyday of COVID with the Lake Bluff and Militia. Bet you could sell some t-shirts with that, Rob. Let's chat I with sure Rob. Can. And Rob, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me, Pete. Hey, before we get into the weeds, uh, let's learn a little bit about you. Where are you from? How'd you get to Lake Forest, Lake Bluff? Where are you now? Give us the background on yourself. Well, um, I originally uh, was born in Highland Park Hospital, uh, grew up uh, in Lake Forest. I moved to Lake Forest in 1972. Uh, I grew up on the west side of Lake Forest off of Everett Road, back when there used to be a big barn on Everett. Uh, used to go there and, uh, and go into the barn and they actually had a junkyard behind it. And that was a long, long time ago. Now I think it's probably the 18th hole at Conway or something like that. Um, I went to Everett School. I went to Deer Path, went to Lake Forest High School, graduated uh, with the class of 1986, played all kinds of sports there, football, baseball, actively engaged. Um, I went to school in Ohio, very small school, Marietta College. Uh, I was a baseball player and they were in 1986, the division three champs in baseball. So uh, went nice. there and yeah, a great experience. Um, moved back to Chicago in 1990. And I was the first of my friends to move downtown uh, into the city, the big bad city from Lake Forest. And I lived there for 27 years downtown. Um, Half of the time in Wrigleyville, the other half in Lincoln Park. Uh, I love, I loved the city. Uh, did everything there, um, and in, including I found my wife uh, while I lived in the city. Uh, nice. We got married in 2009. Uh, we have two boys, and by the time our oldest boy got to be uh, about four and a half. We decided uh, because of school, we were going to leave the city, come back to the suburbs. I was going to come home and um, looked in, in Lake Forest and Lake Bluff and ended up finding a, a beautiful home in what I thought was a beautiful community. Armor Life Sciences. What is that? Congratulations on getting your uh, business going there. What, what is you. that? Thank you. 
it's a, it's a consultancy uh, that's established to help um, emerging biotechnology companies uh, work through their clinical and regulatory process as they have a molecule for under consideration by the FDA. They submit then their molecule to the FDA and there's kind of a, uh, a waiting period uh, for a thumbs up or a thumbs down by the agency. Uh, and if it is a thumbs up, then biotech and pharmaceutical companies uh, wish to commercialize the medicine as quickly as they can following uh, an FDA approval. And so I have a lot of experience in my background in big pharma and smaller biotechnology uh, companies building infrastructure so that they can then commercialize a therapy. Um, I've worked for uh, the largest and the smallest biotechnology and pharma companies in the world. I worked for uh, Searle Pharmaceuticals off of Old Orchard, which then merged with Pharmacia and Upjohn to create Pharmacia, which then merged with Pfizer to create Pfizer. Uh, right. Left Pfizer and went to small biotechnology about 30 years uh, in the industry. Uh, I, I, I loved doing what I did and working with people and helping bring medicines to patients in need. Um, and then uh, the, the last company that I worked for was company Horizon Therapeutics. I started the company with the CEO on borrowed laptops at a coffee shop 12, 13 years ago. And today um, I'm proud to say that that little startup that we started in a coffee shop uh, is now a publicly traded biotechnology leader in rare disease with a market capitalization of about $21 billion. So I saw a lot uh, in that experience and I'm using that experience and others in my background to help small companies uh, establish their, themselves and commercialize themselves and bring desperately needed medicines to patients in need. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Uh, where do you like to hang out in Lake Forest, Lake Bluff? Let's give some small business love so we can spread out those uh, millions of dollars there, Rob. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I have two boys and uh, they are all boy, eight and five, and they love pizza. They love hot dogs. They love hamburgers. And so while I wish I could tell you that I'm spending all of my time with my wife uh, at, uh, at the Deer Path Inn, Right. Uh, it, it's actually Silo is one of my son's favorite places. Uh, Donati's Pizza, Jeff Urso, yeah. you know, just yeah, does a yeah. job. And if you've never had that, um, that uh, Detroit style pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I squares. Did, I, I texted him a week ago. I'm in Florida right now. I texted him a week ago. I need one of your pies. I mean, it's just one of the best <laughs> ever. Uh, I, I go to the Lantern. Uh, I go uh, to Chiefs, you know, I, I uh, to uh, Viscani's Cheese Shop. You know, I really try and do what I can locally. Uh, of yeah. course, the Left Bank um, and Two. Kittles. Kittles is still around. You know, that I, I was there. I was in Lake Forest when Helanders was there and when, uh, you know, all of the old shops. And I, I just love seeing that the Kittles guys are still there. So I bring skates there. I bring my bikes to get adjusted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lake Forest High School hats, all of it. So 
just fabulous. Good, good. That's uh, you're old school. You're old school. I am old school. Oh, are we ready to get into it? Well, I am if you are. Okay, so I hear Lake Bluff Militia, and I'm like thinking, all right, these guys, uh, ponytails, uh, you know, uh, assault rifles, uh, Trump flags. Uh, what else we got? Stor- uh, storming the Capitol, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know? yeah. In, in, insurrection, okay. Yeah, how insurrection, it, how- you know, uh, bad, t- you know, bad, bad. Okay. Now, I'm not making fun of anything. I'm just, you know, this is what comes because, you know, you you pick the word militia and, you know, that's yes. going to, so a certain kind yes. of person's going to buy that T-shirt. Okay. Yes. How, did this all, how did this all start? Okay, we had COVID. Let's go there. Yes. Americans have really, really lousy short-term memory. So I'm going to go back to that, those days when, we knew that there was something uh, that was over in, in China and, and that it was kind of meandering its way around the world and we saw the news. And um, I wanna start with the moment that, uh, that, that the governor, uh, Pritzker, announced that we were having a uh, quarantine period and we were going to uh, back in in April, uh, I'm sorry, in March, we were going to mm-hmm. have a quarantine, but uh, quarantine, you you quarantine people that are sick, you lock down people that are not. And so in my mind, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a quarantine, it was a lockdown. And when okay. that lockdown happened, I don't know if you felt the same thing, but I, I was thinking of an analogy. It was just such a surreal time for everybody. You know, I remember like watching the news conference that Pritzker says, uh, we are going to shut everyone down for the next, whatever it was, 15 days was the first tranche or something like that. Right. And we're going to, we're going to bend the curve. Um, And just, I'm 52 years old. I had never seen anything like that in my life as, you know, anybody else that is watching this podcast, I'm sure felt the same thing. The analogy that I give is it it was really like 9-11, the morning of 9-11, when wherever you were in the world, you start to look at the television and and they're, they're talking about a plane crashing, two planes crashing into the World Trade Center. And you're watching this and it's just surreal. Right. So that same surreal feeling on 9-11, I think, was a similar feeling that many people had watching the governor and the country literally shut down. And um, and so we all followed that. You know, we didn't know what to think. We were scared. We were going to the store and we were wiping down. You know, I remember going to like Costco and you get the stuff back and no one knew you're wiping all the stuff down. And we did that for a long time and no one knew what was going on. It was very scary with little ones at home. You know, we were trying to explain why you're not going to school anymore. uh, Right. And why you have to wear masks and, and, you know, just surreal. So that happened in March and, and, and it turned out that that lockdown you know, lasted for like 45 days or something like that, maybe a little longer. And I'm a social guy. I was, I'm friends with the people in my neighborhood. And 
I just, after 45 days or 30 days or whatever it was looking at the same walls, I had to get out. I, I had to like get outside and just have some type of normalcy. So I invited the guys that were in my neighborhood on my street and on the neighboring street. And I said, you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a, a log fire pit at the end of my driveway. I'm going to put the chairs, you know, the lawn chairs out. It's going to be spaced well away from each other. If anybody wants to come over and have a drink guys, I'm pouring some bourbon. And we ended up having uh, quite a good turnout at first. Um, we, uh, it was cold. So we, we met in my, my garage is heated a little bit. We met there first and then we moved it out when it warmed up a little bit to the end of the, the driveway. And we brought over different kinds of alcohol, bourbons, you know, vodkas. And we just sat out there. We, we created a fire cause it was cold and we, we just dealt with it and we yeah. dealt with it for six more weeks and then things started happening as far as announcements uh Lollapalooza you know was canceled in Chicago um the all the towns started you know uh canceling a lot of their plans uh in May Lake Bluff early May Lake Bluff canceled the 4th of July parade and, and this now was like, you know, 60, 70 days into the lockdown. And I come from pharmaceuticals and biotechnology. I understand clinical studies. Um, I understand uh, disease states. And, uh, you know, so gen- I gravitated to, you know, the seasonal flu-, flu. And, you know, how many patients get this? a year around the world, how many die from it, et cetera. Right. And I knew a couple of things. I, I'm not a scientist, but I knew a couple of things. I knew that viruses and the flu, they don't like the sun, they don't like heat, and they don't like outside, uh, which is a reason why last year you, you saw, you know, lower rates of this during the summer and in the, in the, into the warmer months of spring and summer as you did then in October and November. And so back in May, I was saying to myself, why is Lake Bluff canceling the 4th of July parade, which is like the pinnacle of the event for the the town in the year, a couple of months ahead of time when you're talking about, it's going to be 4th of July, it's going to be 90 degrees outside. And the moment, literally the day that they canceled the 4th of July parade, I was thinking to myself, you know, what, 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 in our history as Americans, like I'm a history guy, yeah, history and political science minor. Um, you know what? What did we have that was anywhere near this? And I and I kept coming back to the British with the colonial states, you know, on the East Coast, and the the British saying, you know, you need to pay your taxes, but you're not going to get the representation. We're going to tell you what you need to do, and you need to comply or else. And, and that's what I kept tracking to when I was thinking about the governor's uh, order. And, and I thought, you know, I think I'm going to give the, my, my, my little neighborhood group, we're going to formalize this. I, 
I, I, I've created campaigns in my professional career, put labels on things. And so I was like, so if it's like the British telling the Americans what to do, put on your mask. And the Americans are saying, you know, go pound sand uh, back in, in the early days. Well, who assisted, uh, you know, the American um, response to what Great Britain was doing it was the Continental Army, of course, under George Washington, and it was uh, state militias. And I thought, okay, so we have the governor that's ordering, you know, this lockdown. Uh, we have municipalities now that are eliminating all this stuff from us citizens. I was like, Lake Bluff Militia, that sounds pretty good. Like, this is a group that is going to fight for the rights of the citizens in the community because it appears that no one else, uh, you know, in, in the federal government, the state government or the local government was going to do that because humans are social animals and they require nourishment and socialization. You should have called yourselves the Beastie Boys. You're fighting for your right to party. Fight for the right to party. To, I, I love there, that There you song. go. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, Continue. And so the day that I started the militia, I actually started a Facebook page called the Lake Bluff Militia. And I invited all the neighborhood guys that were in my driveway drinking into yeah. the militia. And they they thought it was funny. You know, I thought they thought it was great. And I, in the early days, we made some memes and we, uh, you know, here is the uniform, here is, here are the horses that we're going to ride. I mean, just zany stuff. Well, right. I also knew because I picked the name militia that it was, you know, it was going to attract some attention. And remember, like, this is the early days of the quarantine before anything else, any social stuff happened later in the year. And uh, so I called the police chief of Lake Bluff the day that I started the Facebook page. And I said, hey, chief, my name is Robert Metz. I have lived here in Lake Bluff for, at that point, it was three years. I said, my family is here. I have two boys. They're active in the community. I love the community. And I wanted just to let you know that I started a Facebook page called the Lake Bluff Militia today. And I said, um, there is absolutely nothing to it, but I wanted you to hear it from me before you heard it from somebody else. And I just wanted to open up the, the lines of communication if you had any questions. And he called me and, and he did have some questions. And I said, you know, it's, we're just, you know, we, we want to we wanna be able to assemble. It's funny on Facebook, but it is called the militia just in case. Yeah. So then I, I started inviting other friends of mine from literally on or around my class in 86, join the Lake Bluff militia and, and neighbors I invited. Well, uh, you know, before I knew it, I literally had about 300 people in the militia. And we had flags, part of, here's history, the Gadsden flag, which is seen now as don't tread on me, right? Well, the Gadsden flag originally was in 1775, 
it was the Continental Marines flag. That, that's who started the Gadsden flag. Uh, and then that was flown you know, around with the, the, uh, the Continental Marines. And then the South Carolina state militia adopted the Gadsden flag as their flag uh, uh, for, for, for their militia. And so I, I, again, from a history perspective, I went back to the Gadsden flag, but I knew that there was some baggage with that flag. And yeah. so I went on the internet and I found another flag that's, it was like finger painted and it said, no step on snack, S-N-E-K, instead of don't tread on me. It says mm-hmm. don't, no step on snack. And, and I thought that that was perfect because it, it looked like a ridiculous, like snake finger painted, no step on snack, very funny. Um, and so it, we, I, I, I went to the hardware store. I bought a bunch of flags. I made up these no step on snack yellow flags and I handed them out to some of the neighbors and they loved it. They thought it was funny. They flew them in the front yard. I took pictures of those and I put them on social media and I said, who knows anything about these flags? What's going on? It's just like a teaser into the community. And, and then later in the month in May, I actually, I was serious about this. You know, there was no Bluffinia. They canceled the Bluffinia. They canceled the, the 4th of July parade. I was like, you know what? That year, there was St. Patty's Day parade that was started by just five guys in, in the Lake Bluff community. And I, I thought to myself, well, if they could do that, why can't we just do a 4th of July parade? We don't need, we don't need local government to tell us what we can and can't do. It gets back to the British, right? Trying to tell yeah. the, the, yep. the continent, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the continental, you know, folks what to do. And so I made a, I made an appointment to meet with the city manager and the chief of police. And I explained to them, look, I get that Lake Bluff or any municipality doesn't know how to handle this disease, right? And if I'm you, there's no way that, that NHL uh, canceled their uh, season. You know, that baseball was canceling their season, football, and, and in that environment, nobody in the city, any city, could continue uh, programming in the face of all of this cancellation. But what I said to them was, I'm an activist citizen. I'm used to grassroots events. And I think that uh, I want to, I want to, I want to have a picnic in, in the gazebo green, in the village green. I said, can I do that? And they said, of course you can. And I said, okay. I said, could I have a neighbor come and have a picnic with me in the village green? They said, yes. I said, okay. Could I invite kind of people from my neighborhood, a block party to go and sit and have a picnic outside in the gazebo green? They said, yes. I said, okay. Last question. I said, can I get an acoustic guitarist to play for the people that are assembled on the village green? They said, absolutely. And I said, okay. I said, 
I don't think that the citizens need the government to like help us execute this. I want to have an acoustic guitarist come and play in the Village Green. Uh, and, and with the 4th of July parade, we can do it ourselves. We don't need them for anything. Uh, only victims rely on other people to give them stuff. I am not a victim. So um, they, they I, I, I told them I was going to pay for everything. Uh, they said that, that, you know, I could socialize it. I did socialize it. I was on a couple of Facebook sites um, that, uh, that, that I posted, you know, there's going to be a concert on this night. Um, and we know that, and, and, and it was going to be for late June. In June, uh, Pritzker came out and he said, no social gatherings for any more than 50 people. Um, and I was told by the village that, yeah, you know what, that's, that's, uh, that's the governor's order. But we started questioning, okay, so 50 people, does that mean 50 people in my backyard? Does that mean 50 people on the village green? Does that mean extrapolating it out? Does that mean 50 people in downtown Lake Forest? Does that mean 50 people in all of Lake Forest? Like there was no geographic boundaries that were identified, it's just a fact in the 50 person uh, order. And so I talked to the village and I said, so does that mean that Lake Bluff needs to shut down because there's 50 people that are walking outside? And they said, you know what, you're right. So what about baseball games? What about the beach? What about you know downtown Lake Bluff? There was no geographic description of what that 50 people uh, requirement meant. And so I said, you know what? We're gonna hold this on June 27th. I'm gonna call it the summer solstice party. And uh, I started to publicize it in Lake Bluff neighbors and Lake Bluff news groups. Now, some folks, especially in the Lake Forest news group, it's led by a lady that um, started questioning me, do you have a permit? Well, the city said that it wasn't going to issue any permits, but I had been provided uh, guidance that said, you know what, you can do this, but we're, just, we're not going to shut it down, but we're also not issuing permits. And so as I posted onto this news site, I got these questions that I thought were coming out of like left field. I didn't understand. And, and she was saying, uh, you don't have a permit. I've checked with Kathleen O'Hara who has said that there's confusion about blah, 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 blah. Um, and I said, Adrian, this is none of your business. I, I said, I'm just promoting that I'm doing a concert. Fawcett, Adrian yeah, Fawcett. Yeah, Adrian Fawcett, yes, the, the, the head of the news group. And, and she said, well, um, she didn't agree with me posting this because it was uh, promoting an event of people getting together, even though it was outside even though it was going to be, I was going to hand out masks, even though it was compliant with everything, 
she decided that she wasn't going to allow it on her platform. And I was like, what is this coming from? And she said, well, and I still have all the screenshots. With what I'm about to say, I've got screenshots of everything. And I can prove everything. Um, And and she said, the village didn't authorize that. And I was like, you weren't in the meetings that I was in. I've talked to all the people. We set up how this is going to work. And, and you're giving me this feedback? And, and so she kicked me off of her site, which I thought, what, what is this? What is this? Weird. But she was good at giving me grief about like trying to do what's right for the community to give some normalcy back to people that have been confined for the last three months. So I was the militia helping the Continental Army against the British. That, that was it. And so right about that time, in the third week of June, the BLM riots were happening in Chicago. Chicago was burning, right? Chicago was being looted. And then there was uh, the BLM rally that, that was held in Market Square uh, by the Lake Forest High School students. And the first thing that I, I didn't know that I had a platform. I, I had people that were on this joke website called the Lake Bluff Militia. But when I saw Chicago, where I lived for 27 years, and literally right down the street from where I lived last, uh, Benny's on North Avenue got destroyed. A couple times got destroyed. And so they were like destroying part of my old neighborhood. And then when I heard that there was going to be a BLM rally then that same week in Market Square. And oh, by the way, the night before that event, there was one in Naperville and that also burned and looted and and, uh, spray painted graffiti the night before. I was like, what what is this? Like the the riots, it's a question of right versus wrong riots are wrong. And I don't care whether it's the BLM riot uh, in 2020 or going back to like any riot, any riot, a riot is against the law. I'm a principled guy. It's either right or wrong. And you're going to tell me that uh, burning cars and burning businesses and uh, I don't care what the reason, it's against the law. And there should be accountability for the people that break the law. I mean, I go and I break the law. I expect that I'm going to be held accountable for it. Why aren't thousands of people that are doing this destroying neighborhoods in Chicago and possibly in Lake, Lake Forest? Why aren't they held accountable? Now, Rob, I'm, I'm with you so far, man. I'm on for this ride with you. Okay. How do we get BLM tied to a bunch of guys drinking beers in the garage? What happened? Yeah, so so you know uh, the BLM rally was coming to Lake Forest. We all saw the boarding up of all the businesses, and I'll remind folks that uh, remember those businesses had been shut down and quarantined or locked down the way that all of us were for six months. They have no revenues coming in. You know, they, there was the right. PPP uh, assistance, but 
that was just about to come out, I think, at that time. And so you had local businesses that, and I've spoken to a number of them, they had to pay $5,000 for each one of the businesses to board up their windows. Why were they boarding up the windows? Why was it that downtown Lake Forest looked like a hurricane was coming? Was because people didn't know if Lake Forest was going to get treated the same way that Naperville and Chicago did. And so I went onto the website and I was like, I denounced the BLM riots. And I said, burning and looting is not okay. It's not acceptable for any reason. I allowed people to debate openly on the site and, and they, they really started debating. Yeah. Um, and some of the local neighbors that were in my neighborhood that were part of the militia, they saw the back and forth and they saw people saying, look, I don't care what the reason is for these riots. They're illegal. Like you don't do that. And we've grown up in this country to learn that you don't do that. And so some of the people that are in my neighborhood happen to be vocal left leaning, we'll call them that for now, left leaning folks. And they started really taking issue with what I was saying. But I was just saying, burning and looting is wrong. Don't don't do it to Lake Bluff and, and Lake Forest. And what could make you possibly think that putting this peaceful event, peaceful event, um, in Lake Forest the same week that Chicago is burning, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with the people that organized this? What's wrong with the people that motivated them to do this? And so I started openly asking these questions. Well, remember, so, so the, the rioting in Chicago and the Lake Forest BLM rally was in late June. Well, on June 27th, I was throwing my first concert on the Village Green. Well, as I'm trying to still, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying all this stuff is wrong. And they're saying no you know, no, it's not. I'm like, so, so when you're saying all this stuff is wrong, you're saying it on your militia page, right? Yeah. 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 I'm saying like, there isn't, you know, people are saying, well, it's because of, you know, the, the, the journey that, you know, black folks have had in this country. I was like, (laughs) okay, I, I get it, but that doesn't justify rioting and burning. It just doesn't. In my mind, in my simple yeah. thinking, black and white, I, you know, I'm not the smartest apple in the bunch, but it's wrong. I get a call from a lady from the Highland Park Highwood Coalition for Racial Equity to interrogate me right before the concert because she's heard that the Lake Bluff militia is a white supremacist group. I was like, what? So... She asked me what's behind the name, what's the deal with the flag, what we stand for. I explained the historical importance that militias have played, like what I talked about before, the Continental Army, if it weren't for the militias. The Did you explain Army. the snake, the snake? Yes. Oh, all of okay. it. Right. All of it. All right. I, I, the 1775. That should have done it right there, the snake. Well, so after literally an hour and a half on the phone with her, she was like, okay, you're not white supremacist. I said, 
thank you. We're not. I'm just, we're trying to throw a concert. <laughs> and I said, Ashby, her name was Ashby Beasley. I said, Ashby, why don't you join the militia? I'm changing the name because it's a triggering name, which I did right before the first concert. I changed the name to the Lake Bluff Social Club. So it wouldn't be so triggering because it was getting out of hand. She's, she's calling me, interrogating me, are we white supremacists? I'm like, I'm a professional, like pharma, biotech, you know, innovator. And, and, and now I'm like a white supremacist? Like, what, what is wrong with this? So I invited her to be on the Facebook site. She invited me to be on her site. I went on her site. I changed the name of the social club. Uh, and, and, and then the positions that were discussed uh, in, the go, in the back and forth, I was being contacted by the left that were on the page saying, you should kick this person off. You should kick this. I'm like, they're, they're just debating. And I, I said to one person in particular, Look, if you can't handle this debate, then you shouldn't be on this page. Like, don't blame me because you don't know how to make an argument because that's what was happening. I execute the concert. It was a great concert. People like, they, they were just, it was just, wow. You know, I got a lot of thank yous. And, and, and because there was the left that was starting to say, you can't do this. You, and I was like, Yes, I can. I mean, <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that figures out how to make something happen, not come up with excuses why they can't. It's just me. And so they were telling me I can't, you know, I can't throw the concert. I laughed at them. I laughed at them, you know, uh, openly on the on the site. And I said, yeah, thanks for the input. I'm throwing my So concert. anyway, when you laughed at it, this is on the Lake Bluff Social Club site now. The, the Lake Bluff. Or is this the militia? We changed the name on the site to the Lake Bluff Social Club, okay, so that it would be less triggering. But yes, it, it was in the now. So there's Lake still Bluff bickering Club. going on as a social club. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I had come up with a name for this club, literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just called yeah. it a provocative name, and it got so provocative that it was like clearly getting under the skin of like I didn't know who and I didn't know why, but I was like, okay. Uh, we'll change the name. So I changed the name. Ashby and the Highland Park Highwood Coalition for Racial Equity says that they're not going to, they're not going to protest me at the concert because I'm not white supremacist. And I'm like, why would you, why would you protest anybody who is just an activist citizen trying to throw a concert for people that have been locked up for six months? Like, so you had Highland Highland Park wanted to come up to Lake Bluff to protest the concert. Yes, yeah, because oh, okay, and, and that's why that's why Ashby reached out to me before they actually did that. She wanted to see if I'm actually a white supremacist. I was like, I'll I'll talk to you. I'll answer all your questions. I brought her back to 1775. I did all that stuff, and that's why she said, "Okay, you're not a white supremacist." Um. But on principle, I'm a taxpayer. I pay for that village green. We pay a lot of money to live in the communities that we live in. And we don't need the government to tell us what we can and can't do. If you're not going to give permits, 
that's fine. I'm going to tell you what I want to do. I'm not going to ask you if I can do it because you can't give me uh, an approval. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to make it happen. So we execute the, uh, the, the concert. Uh, I, I walked around with handfuls of masks and asked people, would you like a mask? You know, and they, they declined. Right. And there were a lot of people that didn't wear masks because they were socially distant. So I take pictures of the event and I put them back on the websites that I had, you know, promoted the event. And I said, you know, thanks everybody. Thanks community. You know, great night. And I mean, the, the left pages, Lake Forest News and Lake Forest Neighbors went crazy. And they were saying, you're not wearing a mask and you're not social distanced. And even though none of these people were there, uh, you know, I can tell in this image, even though it's a flat, you know, non 3D and you can't tell distances, I can tell that you're not wearing. It was like, thank you very much for your input. I'm throwing another concert in July. And so I just started promoting another July show that made them go nuts. And that's, they started kicking me off of their site saying that I am not, you know, even though I was compliant with everything, I'm trying to hand out masks. Uh, so I, 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 I book another one because you know what? I'm not somebody, I'm not somebody that you tell me to not do something. I, I might just do the opposite just because, because I, I don't agree that you have the authority to tell me what to do. And I don't need you to get in my way to execute these things that friends and families like. So I, um, for this one, I got a little more creative. I actually hired some high school kids uh, to basically do a human sign and walk around Lake Bluff with, hey, next concert is going to be the 27th of July. So that would have been. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think Club, I didn't so, have the summer solstice, so it, it was social club. Yeah, I, still social club. Yeah, Lake Bluff Social Club um, uh, concert on the green is what I called. Yeah. It. Okay. Got it. And and then I got called in. I got called into the police chief's office, and I got called into the village manager <laughs> because they started taking heat that I was executing these things, and. They, they said, you know, for your next one, can you please make people wear masks? And I said, no, I can't. I said, you can't make people wear masks. I can't make people wear masks. I said, <laughs> I said if, if I take a mask out of my, my new mask box and I put it on somebody, uh, they can get me arrested for assault. There was no mask mandate. And they're telling me to make people, and, and I said that I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Um, we're all adults. I'm handing, I am the one handing these things out. And if people don't want to wear them, they're not going to wear them. And I'm not going to force them to do anything. Not at all. I'm just going to throw a concert. Okay. Um, uh, but I did make masks, you know, available. Um, and these leftist neighbors at this point, they started actively publishing their anger and their resentment toward me because I wasn't being obedient. Uh, 
50% of the world at this point were deathly afraid of COVID. The other 50%, you know what? There's a flu that's out there. And th th this isn't me talking. This is, you know, what I heard people saying. There's a flu out there. I hope I don't get it. If I get it, then, you know, so be it. Um, so so there, there was this you know, now it really was the British telling the Continental Army what to do. And the Continental Army was saying, you know what, I'm throwing this concert, I'm going to hand out masks, and we're going to social distance, and we're going to make uh, <coughs> claims from the podium that we need to socially distance, which all the performers did. Um, and so I executed the July uh, concert. And the feedback was great. My turnout was a little lower in the July concert than it was the June concert. Uh, there still were no laws requiring masks. Uh, I, of course, published pictures of the event. <laughs> left went crazy again. And now the left started working with the village to get me to stop, like to stop cancel culture. Stop him. He's not, he's not being obedient. Stop what he's doing. And so they ended up, the village passed an ordinance that said, now we are going to require permits for any use of any lands. And it was targeted towards what we were doing. Um, I still have no idea why, why they didn't want that stuff to happen other than they were chronically afraid. And if you're chronically afraid, you know what? Stay in your house. Stay away from this activity because this activity, people want to show up to. We don't want people to like rain on the parade. So stay at home. They didn't like that. They wanted shutdown. So the village told me that it's bad optics. They said, can you move this concert to your house, please? Or to the beach? And I said, all right, so I just want to understand. Your issue is not with the execution of a band playing some music for some people. Your issue is you don't want it high profile in front of the entire community because the community is clearly becoming unglued on this. And they basically said, yeah. And I said to them, you know what? No. I said, I, I want to do it on the village green. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, taxpayer, people that are showing up to this event are taxpayers. Uh, and, and I kept it, I kept it uh, targeted towards the Village Green. Uh, Village Hall schedules a board meeting, they changed the ordinance. And at the same time, I was also posting on the, on the social club site, all these events that were happening in Highland Park and Northbrook and Deerfield and Libertyville, because other municipalities they were executing art festivals, uh, music, uh, you know, different things. And Lake Bluff was doing none of it. And so I went back to Village Hall and to the police chief and I said, you know, so Lake Bluff isn't doing anything for its citizens. All these other communities are doing something. What, what special information do we have in our midst that these others don't? Because clearly it must be something because we're not doing anything and everybody else is doing something. So if we have a special piece of information 
that they should know about because everything is so dangerous, we should tell them. Or it's just that Lake Bluff doesn't think that it's important to provide socialization opportunities for its citizens. I said, it's got to be one or the other. And I said, um, so if Lake Bluff is doing this out of an abundance of caution, maybe Lake Bluff should change how it's thinking. And there was no reasonable response given by the village about that. And so I put in a permit request for the last of my concert series, the last of my uh, uh, three, three pack concert series. Uh, and I was rejected on nine counts. Um, it was, they were making it impossible for me to execute another one of these. And I mean, I had legal representation. There still was no law requiring a mask. The social gathering of more than 50 was not allowed uh, by, by Illinois. But now the village started pointing to that as the reason why we can't do it, even though they've still never answered well, if you have 50 people outside in all of Lake Bluff, do we need to shut down Lake Bluff or Lake Forest? Or what about the entire state? There's more than 50 people outside of the entire state. So are we going to shut that state down? I got shut down. The left was giddy about me getting shut down. But I said before, I'm not somebody that gives up. I started to research ways on how you might be able to execute an event compliantly with the governor orders and all of that. And what's ironic is at this point, I had about 500 people in the militia, local politicians started contacting me to talk to me about the influence that this voting block could provide. And I won't share any names, but I was contacted by a couple of them interested to tap into the possible voting block, activist voting block of this group. BLM rally number two happens in August. And because of all the reasons that I explained uh, about burning, looting, rioting, all of that, BLM rally number two in Market Square was only given about a one or a two day alert. And, and the police sent out an alert to the community, if you, were, if you recall, and, yeah. and was told that, uh, that there was going to be another rally. I got onto the social club site and I said, you know what? I'm sick of this crap. This is wrong. Again, uh, I had been through some cancel culture things and I was just like, this is just wrong. So I announced on the social club site, anybody who wants to go to this BLM rally and counter protest it, I said, I'm going to go over there at four o'clock or whatever time it was. I'm going to bring signs. I'm going to bring a bullhorn and I'm going to tell them that this is wrong. And so I showed up at the rally point and there was about 10 people that showed up with me and I, okay, I wasn't going to be alone. So we walk over to where it's happening and, you know, and we start saying burning and looting and rioting is not acceptable. We start saying, I start saying, anybody who tells you that somebody is better or worse based on someone's skin color is either a, a like true racist, uh, they're demented, or they're lying to you. Like it can all be one of those three things. Uh, there was also a lot of police involvement. 
you know, Lake Forest was like a, um, for BLM one was a police state. Second one, there was police around. And I, I would, I, on the bullhorn, thank you to the police to keep us safe. I said, defunding police is a violation of my civil liberties. The, liber the, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness is that I'm not in downtown Chicago and my ADT goes off at three o'clock in the morning and it's either him or me and I'm walking around with you know something to protect my family. That literally happened. So by talking about like defund and all this stuff, it's like you're right. violating my protections for my family. And I said, that's just, it's just wrong. Anybody who's supporting this racist organization, they're all, and I believe Marxist or organization, should be ashamed because what they're doing is they're saying that black blah, 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 or white blah, 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 isn't that, isn't that the textbook definition of racism? And I was always taught going through the Lake Forest school system that we we judge people based on the content of their character, not their skin color. And I was taught all the way, you know, through college and beyond, like you don't judge people based on skin color. And yet there's this group that's coming in and saying white supremacist and, and, you know, white privilege and black lives matter. It's like, this is surreal. This is like, this is getting back to the surreal stuff that I talked about earlier. And I, and I said, that, that has no place here. Take it someplace else. I left Chicago so that I could get out of like really crappy run city, all the politics and all that. And I came to Lake Forest and Lake Bluff so that I could have my children educated the way that I was. And now there's all this surreal stuff happening in my backyard. It's just, and it's wrong. So I, uh, I bullhorned them kind of into submission. BLM supporters came and they asked, you know, why I would counter protest. And I was like, I just, I don't agree with this. It's wrong for the reasons that, and then Ashby Beasley, who we talked about earlier, who interviewed me to see if I was a white supremacist. She shows up at the end of the black, the BLM number two that I was bullhorning. And she comes up and she hysterically corners me and asking, what the hell was I doing? And her troops were some that coordinated the rally. And I looked at her. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing here? I laughed at her. I was like, you're a terrorist. Because I had seen, uh, I was on her website. and she Wait, was you're, you're a terrorist or she's a terrorist? I said to her that she was a terrorist. She was sending people into Kenosha the day that it exploded on that Thursday when whatever his name is shot two people. And she was sending people into the Columbus uh, statue downtown Chicago the day that all the, you know, ice bottles were thrown at the cops, creating, you know, hundreds of stitches in their head. I was like, <laughs> you're a terrorist. Don't talk to me. I, I took screenshots of her sending the people into Kenosha and into downtown Chicago. And what did I do? I contacted the FBI and the Department of Justice. And I said, this lady is in an organization that they're domestic terrorists. 
I said, they're sending people in, into harm's way. They're talking about how it's a peaceful protest, but every single one of those peaceful protests that she was sending people into turned into a riot. So they're all riots. I, I just, I didn't know what else to do. I believe that this, I believe what I'm saying. And then a couple of days after that, like all this stuff happened at the same time, a couple of days after that, somebody that was in the social club asked me to post a Trump car rally <laughs> that was going to be held in Highland Park on Labor Day. And because I was posting all these other events, hundreds of events on the social club, I also, I said, sure. I posted that one. Well, my friend Ashby took that information and in September on Labor Day, she sees that post and she creates this narrative that the Lake Bluff militia is stacking guns and invading Highland Park uh, and they're supporting Trump. She said that the militia, and I have all this in screenshots, she said the militia plans to bring guns to this event and the people of Highland Park should stand up and reject. And remember, she was a part of the social club. She knew what it was and what it wasn't. And there was no discussions whatsoever about stacking guns or any of that crazy stuff. But she decided that she was going to twist it and she was going to get Highland Park up in arms about the Lake Bluff militia. And so Lake Bluff Village Hall gets all these calls about what's this Lake Bluff militia, even though there wasn't one at that point, it was the Lake Forest Social Club, and there wasn't anything other than posting of events. She sent out Facebook notices and heart, thousands of hard copy leaflets to Highland Park saying, the, the, these bad people are coming. She claimed it was a militia event. All the while she knew it was BS because she was a member of the social club. She made it up because she was mad that I reported her to the FBI. Uh, but I believed that what she was doing rose to that level. Um, she has a vindictive uh, a history of this kind of behavior in the North Shore. She also works for the city hall, Highland Park City Hall. Uh, I had the Highland Park police contact me I told them that it wasn't a militia event, that it wasn't a social club event. Um, I put them in contact with the organizers that I had nothing to do with. And in fact, on Labor Day, when this thing was executed, uh, I was with my family in Indiana on a farm. Like, in no way was this my event. I just posted it for somebody. So the Highland Park rally was... I'll use, excuse my friends, it was a shit show. The, mm. the patch actually had a pretty good article on the event and it talked about like all sides. Counter protesters were screaming in the face of the Trump supporters. They were unglued. They were, I mean, nasty. And in that crowd was Ashby. And I heard a couple of people that she had ready to beat the crap out of me or something. And it just was an emotional, unglued, hysterical event. And after that event, and my name got, I mean, I was dragged into the social media about all this, and I, that I'm the leader of this militia and stacking guns. I decided, you know what? If they're going to implicate me and my group for doing this, 
what what about if I actually do it? And what what about if I actually execute Trump rallies? And so you know what? Screw them. I'm not going to back down. I juiced it up, and I started. I put on a a Trump parade every week for like the next 10 weeks before the election. Uh, And it was because I was being railroaded. I, you know, I I was already accused all this stuff anyway. Um, And so that's what I did. I targeted Lake Forest, Lake Bluff, Highwood, Highland Park, Deerfield. (laughs) Uh, Those were the towns that seemed to have the most resistance on anything. Um, and I amplified it through the social club sites and other sites, and I had great turnout for all of them. Uh, the folks in Lake Bluff that were on the left, they, they were contacting the police. They were talking to them. They were talking to them about how could this person do this? You know, there must be something wrong with him. Uh, instead of He's a guy that isn't going to take crap from anybody and he's going to stick it back in your face harder than, you know, you ever, you ever did to me. They don't look at that. They just look at, Oh my God, if he's acting this way and not thinking the way that we do, there must be something wrong with him. And that's again, what's so funny about all this. I'm, I talked to the police. Uh, They're all peaceful rallies. The left goes nuts. They start saying we are harassing the community. You know, they are, using bullhorns and signs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a car parade for advocacy of a political candidate. That's what it is. It's very simple. It's what we've been doing as Americans for you know, generations. It's called advocacy. But they twist it into something ridiculous. They're all peaceful rallies. <laughs> they try to have the police shut us down. Uh, you know, uh, I, I laugh at them publicly on social media. We double the efforts in Highland Park, Lake Bluff, and Deerfield. All the while, I uh, there's these closed Facebook leftist groups like Rise Up, uh, Rise Rise Up, or Lake Forest Rise, the Care Group. They're all calling me white supremacists and like, I, I you know, there, there's got to be something wrong. I start getting death threats. I'm not kidding. I got death threats. Uh, I had to upgrade, you know, all kinds of security. Um, uh, I got contacted by the police who said that they had heard tips that there was going to be violence against me. (laughs) And most notably, through all of this bullshit narrative that was created, there's an author in Lake Bluff. Her name is Rebecca Mackay. In 2019, she was like a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize from Lake Bluff. I, I guess that she's a popular author. Well, she took all of this narrative, fake bullshit narrative created by people that were upset at me because I wasn't being obedient and not agreeing with what, what they were doing. And I was publicly saying, this is wrong. Well, she started contacting, she went onto my LinkedIn or however, you know, she did this and she found where, where I work, Armor Life Sciences. She found where I volunteer my (laughs) time for free to 501c3 organizations. She contacts these organizations and she says, do you know 
that you have the head of a militia that uh, is a board member where you are. They're stacking guns. I can prove this. All this bullshit to get me canceled off of foundations that are established to be homeless shelters for women or, or battered shelters or, you know, people that are trying to develop medicines to help benefit society. She, this Pulitzer Prize almost winning author is taking a lead role in her social pages and sending emails and calling these 501c3s to get me kicked off. And again, I bring you back to, I just wanted to throw a couple concerts for people that had been locked down for six months and other people that are chronically fearful trying to shut down all this stuff. I'm saying, go be scared someplace else and get out of my grill. So I'm now the living incarnation of the beast in Lake Bluff because I refuse to accept their way of thinking. I'm principled and I play the long game. Um, so many people have contacted me offering help saying that they wish that they could be um, as vocal as I've been, but they can't because they're scared of losing their jobs because of this cancel culture shit that I'm talking about today. You know, th there's, there's a lot of programs that are happening now that are shining light on this cancel culture. Um, but at the end of the day, they've just, they picked the wrong guy to mess with. Uh, and so um, for all the audience, uh, I welcome you. We're having another concert series. Uh, Whoa, that is going to be, it's going to be I'm held by get the my, ministry. I'll get my pen. Hold on. I got my pen. Let's go, Rob. Where, where's the concert? Uh, they're going to be on the Lake Bluff Village Green. I have permits. Uh, we're going to have live music um, on Saturday, June 19th, on Saturday, July 17th, and Saturday, August 21st. We're going to have three hours of outdoor concerts, uh, acoustic guitarists. <laughs> the July 17th is going to be a complete Grateful Dead show. Uh, by local artists. It's going to be free. You know, I, I, I'm just providing this again back to the community because I think that the community, especially after what we've had the last year and a half, needs normalcy. So I really, Pete, I appreciate you having me on. I know that this has really been a, a, a long-winded explanation, uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to shed light on right versus wrong, what the leftist community does as far as the extent that they'll go to cancel you, even if it's absolutely rooted in no truth whatsoever. They're not, they're not concerned about that. They're not upset about it. They just want you canceled and gone so that they can do it to the next guy. And it's, yeah. it's got to stop. Like <laughs> these tactics, monitoring uh, these tactics are like uh, communist Cuba monitoring your neighbors and turning them into the police. And like, this is not the America that I know. And I'm not willing to accept that this is normal. This is not, this is, this is not acceptable behavior. 
and it's impacting my life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and I'm not willing to back down. Every patriot American needs to stand up and needs to say that this is wrong, because it is. It's pure racism. We, you know, this race is going after this race. This race is supremacist. This race is, and we we gotta we gotta stop this crap. It's wrong. That's it. Rob, I'm not here to say who's right, who's wrong. I, I, I'm here to give a platform. And you have music going, you have three concerts. Is it the Lake Bluff Social Club doing this? Or what, is it going to get shut it's, down again? What's, what, what are some details? It's a great question. So uh, it turns out that um, spiritual, outdoor spiritual events we're not subject to the governor's orders. And so last year, I became uh, an ordained Illinois minister, and I started the Ministry of Lake Bluff Spiritual Redemption uh, that was holding spiritual events with uh, music, of course, um, in order to execute the kind of event that, uh, that I thought that the community desperately needed. And so... It is called the Ministry of Spiritual Redemption, <clears throat> but it is going to be a three-pack concert series again in the depths of summer when it's the most beautiful in our community in June, July, and August. And I just hope that people will come out and enjoy the camaraderie and see their neighbors again and have their kids run around the village green and try and get beyond not just the COVID stuff, but the cancel culture and stand up and say, this isn't right. So when they come to cancel you, okay, let's just say they will, are they canceling the militia, the social club or the ministry spiritual event? Like, is there a Facebook page? Uh, can you invite me so I can see what, what's going on? What, who? Yes. What, yeah. So there, what, there what is entity? a, um, there's a Ministry of Lake Bluff Spiritual Redemption Facebook page, and uh, people can type that in uh, into the Facebook groups uh, and okay. find them. And, you know, what, what they're canceling is the lack of obedience. That's what it is. You know, they, they, they're trying, their, their playbook is to do anything that they can to eliminate you either eliminate you, get you fired, get you kicked off of this or that, don't allow you to execute. And so the one thing that they can't stand is when you execute an event. And so that's why I execute the events because they're trying to shut it down. And it, all it does is, you know, get me more um, focused on making it happen. And I make it happen. And they don't like it. And, you know, it's, it's turned into this spiral. But what they should do is they should stop worrying about what the other people are doing to, you know, pursue happiness and they should just pursue happiness themselves. And if it means that they don't show up to a concert, well then don't show up to a concert, go, go and do what you want to do. I mean, I'm the biggest, I am the biggest advocate for, you know, speaking your mind, but if you're going to put, families at risk and they have to board up downtown like a hurricane is coming 
there's something probably that's not good that could happen to our community. It's no more complicated than that. So, so Rob, who do you think I should invite on the show next? Uh, it's going to be hard to follow your act. Do you have anybody you would recommend? Throughout this entire experience, I've had neighbors and people that I've known for a long time uh, divorce me. You know, I call it a divorce. I've divorced people in my own community because they've declared themselves as politically leaning one way and I've declared myself politically leaning another way. And when I reach out to folks to literally try and have a conversation, there's two, only two people in the community that have sat and listened to this story. I applauded them for it. And one person's name is Jenny Kohler. She was kind of, a, you know, what I would consider an enemy last year while all this stuff was happening. But I got together with her. We had a cup of coffee and we had just a wonderful discussion. And okay. she, she was open and she was fabulous. And the other person, his name is Carrie Minerini. And she and I got together and we had a three hour discussion with her husband in their living room about all of this. And at the end of the day, we just, we agreed to disagree, but we understood where each other was coming from. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe, maybe there's some good people to have. Okay. I, I respect them because they didn't do a, an immediate move to cancel me. They actually said, let's talk. And that's where we all should be. Like, like I said, there's enough, there's enough people to, uh, to judge out there. You know, it's your perception is your perception. I'm not going to, you know, find fault in it. You know, I don't agree with all of your stuff. Okay. And, Everybody has their point of view, and I'd rather see it face-to-face than a few lines of text on social media because there's so many tough people on Facebook, you know? So yeah, right, I, right. I, I, I appreciate you coming on here and, you know, having your say. And you had your say, Rob. I, I, I got both barrels of you, man. It, it was, thanks for doing it. I, I, you know, the only way that I could, uh, you know, tell the story is to tell the whole thing sequentially because it, it, it was, it was like water going down a drain. Like it just, yeah. it just, Oh my God, spun out of control in no time with just narratives that you wouldn't apply to your worst enemy. Well, the next time we have a pandemic, Rob, uh, we'll, we'll go back to this podcast. So near uh, what, uh, 21, 21, uh, we'll, we'll put this in a time capsule. <laughs> well, or Pete, you know, if you ever want to execute some kind of an event, I'm your guy. I can get it done. So I'm happy to do uh, it. You know, any help that I could provide, I really appreciate that you had me on and uh, uh, onward. All right. Thank you so much, Rob. And thanks to everybody for listening to the Lake Forest podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and Follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you like to hear about in the upcoming shows. And if you got another point of view, come on. Okay, I'm here for you. I'm Pete. I can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. See, see you at Lake Bluff concerts. There'll be three of them. Cue the Thanks, band. Man.